When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Abusers will sabotage their partner's birth control in an effort to exert power and control over them. The attempt to control and sabotage a victim's reproductive care and control over themselves then becomes mass adopted by overwhelmingly, frankly, cisgender male legis state legislatures. They simply put safe and necessary abortion care out of reach for our most vulnerable specifically our lowest income sisters, our queer, trans, and non-binary siblings, black, Latinx, AAPI, immigrants, disabled, and indigenous folks. Will you commit to ending Finsta? Senator, uh, again, let me explain. We don't actually, we, we don't actually do, do Finsta. It's Facebook, correct? Finsta is slang for, for a type of account. Okay, it's will not, you end that type of account? We, I'm, I'm not sure I under, understand exactly what you're asking. Because we're in the middle of a pandemic, which, by the way, we would have made progress on had the former president actually addressed the pandemic and not suggested people inject bleach. <laughs> by the way, really, the, the, the hidden part of that Jen Psaki um, little uh, blowover right there mm -hmm. is that she said we would have made progress. Yeah. The reason everything's wrong with the Biden administration is because Trump did a bad job. Mm -hmm. So. And to go to the, you know what? We would have done fine had the, had the uh, Border Patrol not whipped the Haitians. We, we'd have done fine with the pandemic had, uh, had Trump not told people to inject bleach. So now they're just using these events, these fake, you know, vapor events, as if they're not only real, but they're the reasons that this administration is so impaired. It just can't can't dig itself out of the monstrosities of the Trump administration. It's remarkable. It's it's, it's weird because I seem to remember things being better under the Trump administration. Right. Well, in considering they're saying that, and they're saying, well, if Republicans have any ideas, we'd like to hear them. 
you get the feeling that the brain trust spitball sessions are have come to a um, slow trickle mm -hmm. in this administration, being out of ideas. Right. I mean, there's no where are the big brains to come and say, I mean, not only on policy issues, this is what we should do. But where are the big brains that can come and say, okay, we're, we need to communicate to the American people that this is the direction, this is this is what. I mean, Bill Clinton brought in Dick Morris to, to um, you know, a Republican pollster at the time mm -hmm. to to try to figure out how to make wins out of his um, his cross ambitions with uh, Newt Gingrich, mm -hmm. and he did. But Clinton had to moderate and, you know, and triangulate and whatever and uh, kind of abscond with parts of the Republican agenda. Well, mm -hmm. actually, you know what? Maybe this is something that if there's anything left of anybody there that Biden will do after the midterms, if he cares to. I don't know what he wants anymore. But after the midterms, if things well, continue right. the way so, they are, that, that it's going to be a very different landscape. And unfortunately, right. a landscape with Kevin McCarthy in it. Well, right. And I think that that's what biden would prefer honestly because then he can say like oh couldn't do what i wanted to do because these repo have to work with the republicans like now they have the senate and the house and he can't figure it out because i don't think they were expecting to get those georgia seats necessarily oh, no, no. and this is like the worst situation for them because Obviously, everybody said, like, for the government shutdown thing, people had said back when it was Trump, like, how can they, uh, they be threatening a government shutdown when they control all three, you know, thing, and when they control Congress and the presidency? How is that possible? How can they possibly have a shutdown when they're in charge of everything? Well, like, now who's in charge of everything in there? They might have a shutdown, whatever. But, I mean, Biden is not having a great month and a half to two months right now and it doesn't seem like it's about to get better in any way so so yeah i mean like what are they going to do there's a long time before the new congress gets in there you know there's a year and a half before he has a new congress and things aren't looking good like everything gets worse every day like what is he going to do for the next whatever 16 months while they while he waits to have a Republican Congress so he can pretend to work with them and get wins, you know? Well, I, it I, there's nothing about what they're doing now that makes it look like they're softening the ground to work across the aisle. I mean, if anything, this administration is creating a grassroots movement to shut him down. Yeah, that's it. It's not to work with him. I think they consider working with Manchin and Cinema working across the aisle. Right, and in the fact that now you've got him, this administration, pushing around law enforcement, making up lies about border patrol people, etc., mm -hmm. abandoning people in Afghanistan, um, you know, and resulting in out of just merely out of politics, getting a bunch of soldiers killed, getting a family in Afghanistan. These are just for politics. All this malevolent stuff, you know, this push to uh, with all these mandates, which are pushing people out of the healthcare industry and out of other places, etc. Mm -hmm. These mandates, you know, this was not something last year that was on was considered an acceptable measure. 
No way. No. no way. Everybody said, including Biden, that there wouldn't be mandates. Mm-hmm. That was part of the deal. Everybody said the mandates aren't going to be necessary. We're not right. going to need mandates. We're not going to mandate anybody. And now it's like, well, because you didn't get vaccinated, now we have to mandate right. you. So, now so now we're not going to mandate it as long as you all mandates. do it. As far as softening the ground to work together, it's not just the mandates. It's the way he sold them and the way he cast one half of the country as threatening the lives of the other half. Mm-hmm. Saying this is a battle versus the uh, unvaccinated versus the vaccinated. We're we've losing patience. Pa- right, we've lost patience with you, etc. I mean, that's very cynical and dark stuff. That kind of rhetoric from mm-hmm. a leader is very cynical and dark. And it creates divisions totally and utterly. And a lot of people who are already half in anyway, who stood up at, 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 during town meetings and said... Uh, you know, I'm wearing a mask for you, and I have this PhD initiative. You should wear a mask because I know it. Those people who are already willing to engage uh, in antagonistic measures against their own neighbors mm-hmm. now, those people have just been given the green light by their president. Okay, keep going. So now, then you have people saying, uh, yes, I, I'd like you to stop teaching critical race theory in the 1619 Project to my uh, kid. And getting yelled at and mm-hmm. trampled on, and then the same people say, who going who are going together saying we'd like to not wear masks, being pushed around mm-hmm. and called threats, etc. And this is happening like I I do it in Connecticut here, where where it's it's more and more they're going on their Facebook pages and calling them racist and this and that and and it's like vile stuff. The pushback these parents are getting, I can tell you one thing, the groups are growing, the parent parental groups are growing. There were even even things that would you would think wouldn't matter. There's this uh, particular high school where they've had a uh, school, elementary school where they've had to they haven't had to because of COVID measures they've had to cut the recess so it's just two ten minute recesses <laughs> instead of one thirty minute one because they can't find a way around it with the cohorts horts and this and that just, we just can't do it because of COVID. Anyway, those parents have started to protest all day and stay in front of the school. Maybe there's a dozen, maybe it's seventeen, whatever. But that's a seventeen percent increase, mm-hmm. and it's only growing. And they're getting, and they're getting, um, they're getting attention. And you've had around the country now, and certainly in Connecticut, you've had the in in Connecticut, you've had the. You know, I talk. You you know this. I've talked to these moms. These are moms who aren't protesters. These are m- concerned moms uh, who are new to this stuff. I heard some of the chants they had to this. This is this is the chant of the. <coughs> Of the mother um, and the people who want to have their recesses back. Reinstate recess. Reinstate recess. The other one is... It's not, not that catchy. No. <laughs> mask mask breaks are not recess is another one. Like, that's, okay, that's not... This is what the looks like. It's not quite hey, hey, ho, ho. No. So they're new to this stuff. And now this new grassroots movement of young moms, etc., mm-hmm. is being pushed around and bullied. And in Connecticut, and this is happening in most states... The Democratic senators sent a stern warning mm-hmm. to say that you don't have to, boards of ed, education, et cetera, you don't have to take anything from these people. If they raise their voices, they seem threatening because these are the baby steps to essentially violence. You don't have to take it. So they're casting these mothers yeah. as, as in polite society, as potential terrorists, et cetera. So this, when you start doing that to a grassroots movement, mm-hmm. there's a part of a person that goes uh all in and says oh yeah well f you and that's why and i'm glad you got this audio when saki was asked about this today well this has a lead up to it can okay, i go ahead, please. Can, okay yes so because this is happening and i've talked about this on the 1570 project which i i swear i promise i will be a new episode this week i swear to you um but 
I've talked about this, about people showing up at school boards, and that's like one of the first signs of a grassroots thing happening because that's close to people's lives. It impacts them. And when people start to care about what goes on at the school board meetings, then you know that you can have some shakeups happening. Um, and uh, so obviously the people on the school boards don't like when people show up to the school board meetings and don't like what they're doing. They, because they're very important public officials with a very important job to do, and uh, they don't like when the public tries to be in the way of that, the public that elects them. Uh, so, you know, they've been complaining and whining about it. Turtle Boy had that one where the, the woman complained that, you know, she wanted it to be like an anonymous vote she felt like threatened by everybody or whatever it was. And so they don't like this. The school boards hate it. They tried to keep Matt Walsh from speaking at a school board meeting. They're like... It, living in fear now, the school boards, because the public is weighing in on what they do. So um, the National School Boards Association, which is like the advocacy group for school boards, uh, wrote a letter today to the president of the United States saying, America's public schools and its education leaders are under immediate threat. The National School Boards Association respectfully asks federal law enforcement and other <laughs> assistance to deal with the growing number of threats of violence and acts of intimidation occurring across the nation. Now, threats of violence is one thing, but acts of if people showing up and talking at your meeting is an act of intimidation, then maybe don't run for office because this, that's part of how this works. The letter asked the federal government to investigate, intercept, and prevent current threats and acts of violence against public school officials through existing statutes, executive authority, interagency, and intergovernmental task forces, and other extraordinary measures to ensure the safety of our about, children and educators drones? and to preserve public school infrastructure and wow. campuses. The letter cites more than 20 examples of threats, harassment, disruption, and acts of intimidation that have transpired during school board meetings and are targeted at school officials. While local and state uh, enforcement agencies have worked hard to protect public school officials and restore order, some jurisdictions need assistance, especially, especially <laughs> monitoring threat levels. The National School Board Association asks that a joint effort be undertaken among federal law enforcement agencies, state and local law enforcement, and public school officials to focus on threats made during public school board meetings. Uh, especially through the Postal Service, across social media and other online platforms and around personal property. So they're asking the FBI to start monitoring people who show up at school board meetings. Absolutely. That's where we are right now. That's what's happening. The National School Boards Association yeah. has sent a letter to the president asking for help from federal law enforcement yeah. agencies <laughs> uh, because of the violence and the threats that they're seeing across the country. Has the president received that request and are you considering offering that help? Well, first let me say we take the security of public servants and elected officials across the country very seriously and obviously these threats to school board members is uh, horrible. They're doing their jobs. Um, obviously there are going to be um, uh, different law enforcement uh, authorities that will be related to each community and, and where this is happening. So we'd certainly refer you to them about any specific threats and we'd encourage individuals to report any threats they face to local and state law enforcement agencies and we're continuing to explore what more can be done from across the administration but again a lot of this will be local law enforcement and how they can help uh, ensure these school board members feel protected. The National School Board oh, Association yeah. has sent a letter to the president. Oh, that's it. Where is it? Okay, hold on. Sorry about that. Federal law enforcement. Yeah. 
That's amazing, amazing, amazing. What are they yeah, trying to the, do? The executive branch is now looking at ways they can get involved to try and, you know, haunt you with the FBI if you dare to go to a school board meeting and tell them you don't want critical race theory or you want your kid to be able to breathe freely during the day or to be able to have recess or whatever it is. Can you imagine? Like, school boards are supposed to be the most direct form of control you have over your government, right? Like, you would think it directly impacts your life. Right. You should be able to go there and tell them about what's going on with your kid and feel represented there and, like, you have a voice at your school board. It's where we put an enormous amount of our tax dollars it's just it's the idea that doing that makes you some kind of domestic terrorist and puts you on a watch list and that's how they see it i mean like Mm -hmm. one of the tweets replying to this that i flagged because i was like whoa somebody said it's not the capital they're attacking next it's your local school boards it's your high school they are your neighbors they are terrorists they are right next door (laughs) but that's what people think isn't it amazing that when they and their college-aged kids were when they last year were part of the Black Lives Matter, all that crazy riot of stuff happening, mm-hmm. and all the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening. They didn't see that, and when they their college age kids were yelling at black police officers, calling them white supremacists last year, they didn't see that. And when their college age kids were throwing bottles of piss at cops' heads, they didn't see that. Mm-mm. And when their kids were doing Occupy, whatever, they didn't see that. But when somebody with a different view on any subject uses a precisely appropriate forum right. Shows to express up concerns, public that comment. they absolutely see that's an attack, that is violence being visited upon them. Yeah, and they should be on an FBI watch list, probably a no-fly list, and uh, get red flagged to take their guns away, everything else, right? Like, that's what they want. I dangerous territory that's for sure the idea that they're asking the fbi to monitor people's social media because they go to school board meetings and complain about masks or complain about uh you know pronouns or boys and girls locker rooms or whatever is uh you know this is new territory that we're entering here as a nation i would say And especially because it's like going around and bypassing the states, right? Because like, so you have a state like Florida that's ostensibly free because it's under Governor Ron DeSantis. And, um, you know, and the school boards in like, you know, liberal counties are calling out to the Biden administration for help because of DeSantis's mean laws that allow students to opt out of wearing a mask. And, you know, if the federal government steps in here and goes after Florida citizens... You know, I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to stand for that if they start, you know, putting people on FBI lists in Florida because they're going to their school board meetings. That seems crazy to me. Right. Ron DeSantis, by the way, great attack ad on him today by the group Remove Ron. I saw it, but I didn't see it. I'll 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 grab it. uh, Basically, it's uh, a bunch of people in an airplane and uh, the flight attendant starts telling them that they're about to land in Florida. And so basically okay, they're hold like, on, let me oh, get there, let me get there. You know, I don't understand I why they think it's a scary ad, but. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of your cabin crew. Hold on. The heavy bass <laughs> and echo, cavernous echo that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, can we leave that alone for a little bit? Because we get it. Okay. He's Not everything's scary. a freaking movie trailer. I get it. We'd like to inform you that we have officially entered Florida airspace. Now that we're making our final descent. Please watch this short message from Governor Ron DeSantis on COVID-19. Thereafter, everyone on board will be required to comply with the state's forever purge. 
Forever Forever Purge. So it's like uh, supposed to be like the floor. purge movies where you can kill people, but get it forever. <laughs> I must have missed 60 minutes. We're not doing any vaccine passports in the state of Florida. Ooh. We trust people to make their own. They're watching the TV in front of them. It's grainy and it's own <laughs> decisions in this state. We are not going to be bludgeoning people with restrictions. Wait, I just saw a bonfire. Bunch of, <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. The famous Florida bonfires that DeSantis ordered. It's lockdowns or any of that stuff. As Governor DeSantis stated, while you're within state lines, you do not have to wear a mask. It, sa- it says over 50,000 dead. It's like, wow. It's freaking pretty dark commercial. You do not have to get a vaccine. It is against the law for private businesses or schools to mandate masks or vaccines. And you have the absolute right to infect whoever you want, whenever and wherever, with COVID-19. Thank you for traveling with us. And I kind of feel, Alice, you may call me <laughs> cynical, I kind of feel like they've weaponized the pandemic. Here. Maybe a little, yeah. Enjoy your forever purge. COVID-19 is surging again. This is the time to double down. The governor is doubling down. He says students shouldn't be forced to wear masks. If you are trying to lock people down, I'm going to stand in your way. Florida just requested 300 new ventilators. Hospitals are filling up here. There is evidence that children are making up much higher cases that are emerging. The numbers continue to rise across Florida. This fall, don't breathe. This is insane. The Forever Purge. Coming to a theater and live streaming networks near you. Oh. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine? You got to feel pretty good if you're the DeSantis people. I got to tell you. Everything you said there was great, by the way. Yeah, I like how they're like, ooh, scared. I'm not going to make your children wear a mask. Oh. You get to choose your own decisions. It's up to you. You can live your own life. Boom. Yeah, no, I don't think. I, by Are the way, they secretly? Is Remove Ron secretly like a Ron DeSantis pack? You know what I think that? Um, well, it might be. I assume it's a pack. That, no, no, no. It is a pack, but it's supposedly a Democrat pack that's yeah. trying to get rid of him. But I'm wondering if maybe well, you secretly great, people are Republicans running. You it. make a great point, Alice, because I'm thinking about that. Having heard it, it's like there's what a great way to make sure Florida doesn't have a bunch of progressive a-holes coming there it's like i hope that works that'd be great <laughs> yeah that's a touch of litmus there'll test. be one place left <laughs> yeah i mean the number of people we know who are republicans who are trying to move to florida I know. gives me hope for the state to survive but oh yeah so do we want to play any of that abortion audio that we had uh, it's kind of like you guys heard it in the open it's like, i'll just i'll play the open dry. i just didn't know that hold on here users will sabotage their partner's birth control in an effort to exert power and control over them the attempt where's well is that is this a new thing a new sex crime that men sabotage women's, women's birth, birth control. control in order to establish power over them <laughs> Holy hell! That seems like a like a a, a complicated ruse. I really want to date I mean, her. I've heard I really want to have that. her under th- my thumb forever. Huh? Let's see. I think by the time you're having sex, um, you've made some inroads anyway. 
but I'm going to make it so that how do men wouldn't even know how to do that with that stuff? Okay, I guess it's happening. I guess that's what's happening now. They're, mm-hmm. I'm going to force her to be pregnant. I think. Oh, oh you know the, what that I is? think she's just watched too much yeah. of the show with Handmaid's the red dresses. Yeah. yeah. To control and sabotage a victim's reproductive care and control over themselves, then becomes. I, I assume that if that is happening, that that is already illegal. I assume. <laughs> I think so. I, by yeah. the way, I have never heard of a guy wanting to do that in <laughs> trying fact, to get a girl pregnant right in fact uh <laughs> i've no. heard of the opposite right no a guy doesn't generally want to do that the guy generally wants to get out of dodge uh, yeah i've heard of men pressuring women to get abortion yes but not the other way around generally mass adopted by overwhelmingly frankly cisgender male legis- state legislatures they simply what do, what does it matter if they're cisgender <laughs> The, what does that mean? Straight, right? No, it means uh, that you identify with the gender that you were assigned oh, at I birth. <laughs> well, wouldn't that gender be more familiar with being husbands and fathers? Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> okay, fine. Well, no, because if you listen uh, to Ayanna Presley, says that abortion laws target queer people mm-hmm. more than straight people and necessary abortion care out of reach for our most vulnerable specifically our low abortion care sounds pretty nice doesn't caring loving most income sisters are queer trans and non-binary siblings black latinx aapi immigrants disabled and indigenous indigenous folks just indigenous it's all <laughs> anyway just say whatever you want nothing matters wow but do queer people need abortions? Generally, aren't they? I mean, I, I suppose sometimes in rare cases in certain circumstances, but like usually don't queer people, aren't they less likely to need abortions than straight people? I would think I would think that they're almost never likely to need. I don't know, though. I don't know. You know, as a guy, we're in the habit of just trying to sabotage women's birth control. So they <laughs> you get just pregnant. go around. It's nothing more. Sabotage. Be like. So, uh, will you commit? Okay. So the Blumenthal thing, that is good, actually. He's asking this woman to ending Finsta. Senator, uh, again, let me explain. We don't actually, we don't actually. Senator Blumenthal from Connecticut is 87 years old. (laughs) This uh, lady, what's going on here? So, okay. So basically, this was in WSJ. They did a piece on how Facebook knows that Instagram, like we were talking about yesterday, is like mentally damaging people. Yes, question in the back. Yes, uh, we want to know why you'd say WSJ when Wall Street Journal's just as <laughs> short, if not shorter. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, in the Wall Street Journal. Um, and uh, so Facebook took issue with it, but uh, the Wall Street Journal had some PowerPoints that they leaked, some internal decks that they had had in some of their meetings that show things like that uh to quote this uh let's see um they talked about how teen girls say that they uh uh have a negative social comparison on instagram 66 percent of teen girls experience negative social comparison so they go on instagram and feel bad about how they compare to other people 52 percent of the teen girls who experience negative social comparison on instagram said it was related to the images 
um, about beauty. And 32% of teen girls said Instagram made them feel worse about their bodies. Mm-hmm. So one in three girls who's on Instagram feels worse about herself after looking sure. at it. They know this. And they also know that uh, this can be mentally damaging for young people. So it says that the that Instagram can exacerbate an emotional spiral that mimics the stages of grief. And that right. <laughs> and that they know that uh, Instagram is triggering to young people and causing these emotional spirals. So, uh, th- I mean, this was an exploratory study that they did internally at Facebook, who owns Instagram. So what is Finsta? So Finsta is slang that young people use. So part of the th- whole thing is that they have... Young people feel that there's all this like social pressure to be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have their real Instagram that they share with other people. That's like they're very carefully curated images and mm-hmm. stuff, um, you know, where they take a thousand shots to make sure everything looks like perfect the way Instagram is supposed to look. And then um, is that me? that's their real Instagram. And then they have their fake Instagram that's like their secret account that's locked that only has like their 10 best friends on it or whatever, where they can like be more real and post their regular pictures and stuff. That's called their Finsta. And their real Instagram that they share with everybody is called their oh, Rinsta. So a Finsta is like just your fake Instagram that you don't tell people about. Do, do Finsta. It's Facebook, correct? Finsta is slang for, for a type of account. Okay, it's will not, you end that type of account? We, I, I'm not sure I under, understand exactly what you're asking. Right. So anyway, she burst into tears. <laughs> so the a moment hearings after. are going well because uh, our Senate is definitely very able to understand the issues at play in uh, technology and how it's destroying our society. So that's good. I'm glad that they have such a keen grasp of the issues. That's nice. So Catoon... Um, would you like to get to the next action item? Sure. Now I'm going to warn you. I'm going to leave this room in uh, about eight minutes. Oh, you and are? Go okay. grab our son from soccer. Because I was yes. going to say that I wasn't sure. I was going to go check and see what that noise was. The door. I assume that's the back door. Mm. <clears throat> but should I not? No. Let's okay. just go. I'm going to be done in, a, right. in about 10 minutes. I want no problemo. I want no mm-hmm. problemo whatsoever. <clears throat> so let me ask you something. Yes. Let's say that these these parent groups continue to be vilified and considered to be, you know, uh, you know, potentially uh, violent operations, etc. You know that the left is just going to like soccer players faking injuries. Oh my god, he yelled at me, mm-hmm. etc. Oh yeah, they've what, shut a bunch of these meetings down. Right. So what happens then when Facebook starts acting and shutting certain groups down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your mask friends in Connecticut exactly. or whatever. Or any other ones in any towns, you know, since I'm f- friends with one of them now, I've got a thousand that, that, that want to, or that's telling me to hang up. So when they start shutting them all down off of Facebook, and Twitter does the same thing, but Facebook is a real place, what do these people do? What's the result? First of all, Facebook would see measurable uh, metrics, you know, Oh, plumbing. yeah. Facebook is made for that kind of, like, community 
uproar stuff that's like right. it's all people that age who are all like involved in school board stuff so then what are those parents do, what are those parents do i think they'll move to other platforms and other areas that aren't as big i mean like i definitely think that locals is a good candidate mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff for example like where we are or where jerry callahan is because there's um because you can lock stuff so that like only people that you know or that pay a small amount of money can be in the mm-hmm. in the group and that um that that can provide you with like a more a more private experience and you can use things like that you know i think people would rather pay 5 bucks per person and you know that can go into the activism into making signs or something right for the person you organize the group on locals you collect the $5 from each person through locals or whatever and then you know you make that into yard signs and you have a private community where everyone can post and right. talk and <clears throat> and like there's no feds in there because you've made sure that it's only like people you can vet who comes in well see so now isn't that interesting because then as you're saying then they've lost track of you right because <laughs> at least while you're on facebook they can watch you mm-hmm. but then they've lost track of you and then like the a couple of the places in connecticut these people also meet like at a craft brew right. place or whatever so they are literally meeting creating a social network in person as mm-hmm. well um so i mean if anything although a lot of these places school boards you have to sign up to speak etc so they have an idea how to allocate yeah. time but who cares honestly i mean speaking at school board meetings is great but you know at the end of the day it's about elections you mm-hmm. know that stuff and about you know changing culture and getting at people like where they are you know so if you're if you're getting together with groups of people who think like you and you know like we've had this happen in every place we've lived because we live like behind enemy lines in massachusetts you're like trying to suss out like who's the people that are your people sort of politically you know that you'd be able to talk to if you got together and you kind of like when you find someone and it's like your group and you hang out all the time where you can like talk about this stuff and be real about it and know that your opinion is safe with that group and everything, then you're really like, that's actual community organizing. And that's the type of stuff that actually changes minds. You know, it's because yes, then those people show up at the meeting and scare the elected officials and make the phone calls and whatever. But the uh, the work of that has to happen before. You have to let people know that that stuff is happening. You have to tell people, you have to, you know, when that thing comes up, you have to have five people you can call and tell them to call their state rep or show up at this school board meeting or do this or do that or get five people to to the polls to vote or whatever it is, you know? And and like a lot of these people could get elected. They're forging the type of connections that you need to do like a local campaign to get on a school board or on a board of selectmen or a city council or whatever. That's exactly the type of thing you need is you need people that will show up in person. There's still no substitute for like knocking on doors in person and standing out with signs on the corner really? in person. No substitute. God, I would want to toss a grenade outside if somebody was knocking on my door. <laughs> I know. But like, I mean, you just might not hear about school board candidates otherwise, you know? But, like, that kind of in-person organizing, if you know, you know, how do you know who to vote for in a school board race? I ask you. Exactly. Right. And how do, like, other friends that we have who don't follow stuff know who to vote for? They ask you? 
Yeah, usually. Like, if we know people who aren't following stuff, you know, that's like, so if you have, if I'm telling that not just to like three people who know to ask me, if I'm telling that to 150 people that I've met because we get together and talk about how annoying masks are as we have a glass of wine or whatever, then that's like, that's actually Let's the power honest, to change something. Else, we never have a glass of wine. <laughs> either we are not drinking or there are many glasses of wine. <laughs> you have a case of trolleys and you rant about critical race right. theory <laughs> until everybody's afraid. That's what really happens. Um, but yeah, that's the type of like real community organizing that makes a difference. And like, yeah, you, people shouldn't be def- dependent on Facebook to do it. Facebook's a handy tool, but like, we need to get out there in communities and like actually do it talking to people because that's like, you know, what people do. Like, I went to that thing the other day at the food mart, for, right. like to raise money for the family of the Marine who was killed in Afghanistan, the local one from Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like I met people at that that were awesome and that like I could be friends with and and talk about things and that care about these issues and everything else. You know, like I don't know what way they vote. I didn't ask. But like, you know, just people that that care about stuff and now know me and I know them and we talked and we like made a personal connection that (laughs) that, you know, we would talk again. And if I were going to, for example, if I were going to like run for something, I would call up that person and let them know. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and by the way, her name is Marine Sergeant Johanny Rosario. Mm-hmm. She was 25 of Lawrence who died in the attack at the, in the airport. Uh, does she have a GoFundMe or anything? Her family has a GoFundMe, yeah. That's what we were raising money towards. Let me find. I'm going to find that GoFundMe, Alice. And I'm going to... Um, I'm going to uh, Link it in the show notes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I keep going after you go or am I done? No, I think we're done. Wow. Controlling. Wow. Uh, 119. Wow. It was a $20,000 goal. They raised $119,000. Holy hell. Yeah. That is great. It's really great. That is great. My goodness. That's what really great. Because what a loss. What a, you know. Man. What look, a loss to the community and to the People who Marine gave all this Corps money. That is and, great. Yeah. It was really. Um, wow. What a nice. If any of you guys gave to this, what a nice tribute that is to that family. Holy hell. Nothing says uh, appreciated like this. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to make myself burst into she tears in a second. I'm reading the messages. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this, gonna... this donation, $1,200 by a guy named Jeremy Orcutt. He says this donation is a result of quick fundraising effort put together by my motorcycle club, Vietnam Vets. MC Northeast Chapter with the help from our surrounding motorcycle clubs. Gotta, you know what? I take back everything I ever said about the motorcycle people. I've been saying nice things recently, uh, but I used to hate them for the for that stuff. They're the best people in the world. The motorcycle people are fantastic Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my goodness! I may have to break over a cocktail and just weep and read this. The nice things people are saying. Whew. Wow. Ms. Rosario, good evening. Although uh, although evenings going forward will never be truly good, I know you'll always um, with pri- I know you'll always with pride that your daughter was is a hero. Please take care. You know, must this great this much make them feel? Mm-hmm. And in in a time when they need it, this is incredible. Oh my goodness! Oh, I am such a crybaby bitch. <laughs> really, just, wow! This is great. 
I will put this in the show notes. It'll be uh, absolutely fant- fantastic. Huh, what a nice thing. What a nice, what a nice... <sighs> Just when you thought everybody sucks. Uh, you know what? There are some great people There's out there. There's good people out there. Right. And uh, and you guys are great people. Thank you so much for being awesome. And I know, and I know everybody listening, by the way, is a kind of... Uh, is are What is it? Equals the kind of people uh, who who are good, thoughtful members of the community and citizens mm-hmm. as well, which is why yeah. you guys are awesome. Some of you are insane, but I like <laughs> you. Those are mine, uh, but but all of you are Mine awesome. are thoughtful. Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right, you got a bolt, kid? Are we done? I got to go. I have a kid who's abandoned at the soccer field, so I got to run. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Tom will put that GoFundMe for Sergeant Rosario's family in the show notes. Um that was I was at a local fundraiser organized by Chip O'Connor, who's a, a Marine <laughs> veteran as well. Hey, Chip. And um, it, it, you can find us as usual on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. We're also uh, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com, See Rumble, YouTube, thing. all the things. Oh, we're on um, Gab, Parlor, Bl- Blinsta. <laughs> Are, is that what it is? Finsta? Finsta, that's right. Local. <laughs>